Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com ACAST. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Films Narcitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 279, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Quite a milestone. Quite a mi- mild, mild stone. stone. It's a mild stone. <laughs> it's a mild It's okay, though. <laughs> I think it's going to pass naturally. Yeah, just, just fine. Don't think we need the lasers. <laughs> Drink lots of fluids. This is our first big blockbuster of the year, I guess. Uh oh, no, Fast we had and Fast and Furious, Fate of the Furious. Yeah, that's true. That one so this did is our first big blockbuster well. that we care about. Oh, that's I also see. true. Maybe that's where I was getting yeah, the signals. Well, well, I guess Wolverine's not a blockbuster. No, Logan was like, not a blockbuster. I don't consider it was a big hit when it, it makes money. I don't consider it a blockbuster. Like a blockbuster is the tentpole movie that right. is set well, out. To, I think you know. Logan is a tentpole movie. This is. Well, I think there's not. The I think there's more wide buzz about this. Like as a early summer release even though it's like pre pre summer but this is like this is the this is we'll start your summer yeah i think this yes. is the the beginning of summer movies logan is not a tentpole movie yeah. why because I mean, that's not no. what they anchor it's part of their, the x-men franchise yeah now. but it's not the same as a is godzilla or batman or like i think they wanted x-men apocalypse to be a tentpole that, movie. I think they did. movie yeah. that, that did not happen no, there was it was it kong, kong, <laughs> oh kong Skull yeah Island. that's a big right. old that was, that, that, was a, a, that was a big old movie yeah. that was intended to be that was one. Point. Yeah, they were yeah. kind of like, let's see yeah. what happens here. It was not like a uh, a circus tent. It was more like a Cirque du Soleil tent. Yeah, yes. circus flora. It was the yeah. it was the you know the three rings. Right. It wasn't the middle one. It was right. one of the ones to the side. <laughs> right. You <laughs> know. That's still that's so what's really, going on over there. Yeah, oh, I can't see it. That's pretty cool. I'll go check that one out over yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's go around the table and people can introduce themselves. This is Dan. This is Brian's. But no, wait. This is Gio Batizzi. Oh yeah, you showed up for this. <laughs> yeah, one. I did. Yeah. Nice, barely, <laughs> barely. Oof. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> this is Kevin, and this is Tom. So uh, real quick, uh, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Don't forget, stop by the Facebook page, facebook.com/slash Real Spoilers. If you want to talk about an episode or something, and have your post seen probably by more people, even though there's fewer people on that page at the moment, uh, you should probably for now. For now, mm-hmm. uh, you should probably swing by our League of Show Sharers group on Facebook. That's probably your best way to actually like interact with people a little bit more yeah. dynamically. Exactly. So, um, so anyway, now that we've done all that, uh, we will we'll have Joe dig in yeah. and start uh, <clears throat> recapping so, the film. First, I want to say how smart Marvel is at this point. So they have the release of Guardians of the Galaxy, right? They release it the same weekend as Free Comic Book Day. And then they also release a brand new revamped Guardians of the Galaxy comic book that with a number one issue <coughs> the, on when, this past Wednesday. Huh. So th- that's pretty brilliant to get all of that together. And like because they announced the, car- the Guardians comic book months ago. Right. And they've just held off until 
Brian Bent. So it's Greg Pak and Aaron Cooter, and it's the same team. It's a, it's the it's the movie lineup now, which was based on an old not an old comic book, but not the original, which we will get into because okay. those characters are in this movie. I will also say there are spoilers abound. So if you have not seen Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, yeah. two, uh, go watch it. Come back, listen to us then. But I don't want to spoil anything. So this is your spoiler. Granted, I know the title. I know what we do. Yeah. But here's the spoiler warning for Guardians of the Galaxy. It's also if you ever read. I mean, if you there's one big spoiler, and if you've read anything about it or like it's been revealed since a year ago. The spoiler yeah. was revealed by James Gunn a year ago. Mm-hmm. What? Kurt Russell. The spoiler that. Oh. Which was impressive. I, I think it's safe to say that at this point, when we talk about a Marvel movie, yeah. odds are we're going to spoil a whole bunch of yes. them. So yeah. if you haven't seen any of the Marvel like movies. Like the first yeah. trailer was like, Peter, I'm your father. Like oh, they spoiled oh, oh. that back. Yeah, that was I. That was the big deal. And then he came out. He actually had a post. I remember <laughs> it was like last August or something. And James Gunn on Facebook said, look, guys, I know there's a lot of you upset about this, but we also have a movie to make and to promote. We have to have trailers. And since he's such a huge part of the movie, to did they, take re- did Russell- they re- Well, did they release like a Funko Pop? Is that what it was? Like, because those Funko Pops come out. They did one of like the... They released uh, like a promo image of him yeah. as Ego. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't remember being there was, related. There was but something, but I think it was the... A Lego set, maybe? No, it was the lady, the Goldie. Oh. Goldie yeah. lady. Yeah, Goldie lady? I don't know what so her name they, is. But, Goldie Hawn wasn't in this. But he owned uh, it like last it August, so almost a year ago. He's like, look, guys, we have a movie to promote. We have to make the trailers interesting. He's a huge part of the movie because a lot of people were upset. Like, yeah. that big reveal because the first movie, right. Star-Lord Peter does know his father. And so that's like and a there was mystery. a reference to his father yeah. because yeah. they're like... I also think that his, adds... Because Yandu was like, that guy was a real a-hole yeah. or something right. like that, So right? it was a big part of it. So then for the second movie to not even come out and for them to be like, I'm your father, it's like, well, that was a reveal that most that a lot of people thought mm-hmm. this should be revealed in the movie. But he gave a lot of really valid points. Like we yeah. have to show what this movie's about to get butts and seats. That's not a you know? corner. Like I hear what you're saying, and that's not a cornerstone of this movie. No, I don't like, think the movie that, hinged the re- on that reveal. Yeah, no, it didn't bother me. And and I will I, say yeah. that they. Well, they have, and they reveal it in the opening scene. Of correct. The movie. Like yes. it's not. It's pretty yes. quick. Yeah. Um, they yeah, also de-aged. We got a de- another de-aging. Oh man, man this come is on. So good. So I will say that they they change they just to get this out of the way they tweak the who star lord's dad is from the comics to this so in the comic book version his dad's name is jason and he is the king of spartax which is like this other but he isn't he is an alien taxation on Sparta. it is exactly what it was he is an alien he's from another world but he wasn't ego and he wasn't a celestial so like that's i look as the comic nerd i get it i know that they Mm -hmm. have changed that that's out of the way okay sure so our movie opens 1980 Missouri, which was awesome. great. But did of everyone course. have cheers in their theater? Yes, like of the course. thing is, we're in St. Louis, Missouri. So when you see a big movie, you know, a billion dollar blockbuster movie, and it opens in Missouri, it also helps that James Gunn is from St. Louis. Well, right, you know, yeah. like he went to St. Louis University. He, you know, right. So yeah. it's like, so we got that real Missouri, and instantly the audience here yeah. cheers. Yeah, it, for it. it made me hungry for DQ. Yeah, yeah, it did. Oh, and yeah, then it's like, it's like old oh, Dairy Queen. Yeah, yeah so Dairy Queen. A brazier store. A brazier. Yeah. Oh, it sounds so good right now. So they're cruising. Now. It's uh, de-aged Kurt Russell. Yes. Amazing. In all his glory. It like, just like Snake Plissken. Yeah. Like, I think it looked younger than Snake well, Plissken. I'm just, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. He, had, he had that quaff. Yes. I, 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 will, thought, I thought the Michael Douglas one looked better. I agree that Michael Douglas one looked better, but this was like was this, was, this was pretty good. Yeah, I was yeah. that, I was just about to mention that. So I think this is the best since Michael Douglas. I 
didn't like Robert Downey's in Civil War. Oh, I did like it. His young looked a little weird. Like, well, when, I still don't think it was as good. But though. I mean, like when they reveal what that is, like I can accept the fact that like the technology isn't there yet in their world. I also think that you know young I mean? Robert Downey also he doesn't look anything like Robert Downey does now. Yeah. So, so that being you know a young, I mean? yeah, exactly. Like he, he, yeah. he's kind of when you see young Robert Downey, he, he, like look at weird science. You're like, zero. oh god, yeah. yeah, you know, like he's one of those guys. He's aged well, yeah. Okay. So, so I when I saw this, I'm like, okay, they, that's like that is Ant Man level. Michael mm-hmm. Douglas, yeah, quality. oh yeah. yeah, same like looks great. The, and that two eighty ZX, come on, that. come yeah. on, so good. So they're cruising down there. Him, it's we are flashback. It's Peter's mom mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Kurt Russell, and they're driving down the highway, and uh, they pull off into a Dairy Queen, and they go, they kind of like run into this, these backwoods, and uh, Kurt Russell kind of shows uh, Star Lord's mom like this plant, and he's just like, I planted it here, and soon it's gonna take over the entire thing and it's going to be beautiful and it's mm-hmm. going to be perfect and she you know to the tune of brandy yeah okay there are i cannot think besides tarantino a better director who can pick music that mm-hmm. is stellar with his movie i was just like, about there, to make that same point i was gonna say there is no director i can think of that is able yeah. to take and not and it's not like he's taking popular songs obviously we'll get into lakeshore drive which is a song based nobody outside of St. Louis and maybe Chicago knows what that song oh, yeah. is. And I, I can tell you right now, people walking down Lakeshore Drive do not know the song Lakeshore Drive. That is correct. Yeah. And that's, that's, that is a St. Louis it, centric song. It's mm-hmm. a huge song in St. Louis. Yeah. It's, I mean, if you grew up listening to the rock station in St. Louis, the oldest, the oldest, that's uh, right. continuous rock station in the country. At that's this right. Point. Um, uh, it was. I mean, you heard it every day. Like, mm-hmm. you, and and oh, yeah. and you, yeah. you ran into this more with rock stations in the seventies, but they would create kind of regional hits. And, yeah, and the station in St. Louis, KC ninety five, created. They doubled down on Lakeshore Drive. Yeah, and they they had a lot of hits that were kind of the kind of only mattered here. Moxie, come sail away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the aforementioned Lakeshore Drive by Aliota Haynes and Jeremiah. Uh, Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar's Sammy Hagar. made a career, career in St. Louis. Now, obviously, people outside of St. Louis know who Sammy Hagar is, but to put it in perspective, if you're listening to this and Sammy Hagar comes to your town, he's probably playing a two or 3,000-seat venue. When he comes to St. Louis, and he comes to St. Louis every GD year, yep. and he will always, always, always sell seventeen to 18,000 tickets yep. every it's his town, single man. time. Yeah, I don't know and, what. I don't I don't get yeah. it. Like, I, I'm more Van... Halen than Van Hagar, but. but but Sammy Hagar outside of Van Halen was he was fine on his own. Oh right. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. like when do you have a dumb song like Three Lock Box and it's still pretty good, <laughs> right? But you know, but the interesting thing though <laughs> you know is I mean? people yeah. in St. Louis don't always realize this, but when they were like, "Oh, Van Halen has a new singer and it's Sammy Hagar." Like we were the only town that was like, "Oh my god, that's awesome!" Yeah, yeah. Everybody, perfect. Everybody else it's was amazing. like. Who? No, yeah. it was like, at that point, it became supergroup. Yeah, it was, and but yeah. in others, in, in anywhere else in the country, I don't yeah. think it was perceived that way until Fifty One Fifty came out, and they were oh, like, "Oh, yeah. this is oh, a really he's good pretty good." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so that was interesting to hear a song that is that that's James Gunn though. Yeah, and that and that, the way he, he uses that song, he writes to the music. Yes, yeah, yeah. The awesome mix Volume One was really good. Mm-hmm. Loved that selection. It worked really well in the movie. But this tells the story even better than in the first one. He uses will, this to its fullest potential. Yeah, this mm. is also a different movie. 
This is not the Chris Pratt show. This is not. Yeah. He does something different with this one that I did not expect. I I hate the parallel that's always drawn to a sequel being the Empire. I think this was consciously thinking in terms of that and i explained it, it to con- one of our listeners i was like you know the first star wars came out and it was fun everybody was excited and yeah they could do a sequel if they wanted to but nobody was like sequel this one they made this movie knowing they were going to make a sequel yeah so they're able to to take more risks and cut a little bit deeper below there, the surface i will say there is i could see the comparisons to empire and they are rightly deserved i'm your father yeah, well, not that, well, but it, like, beyond that, the story structure right. in that oh, it's totally there. Everybody breaks off into yes. individual components Correct. and has their own story that then kind you, you mm-hmm. don't they really, come back right. together. Yeah, and they come back together in, at the end in a way that you don't get an empire. It, yeah, it right. stops right before that moment, but um, it doesn't end on a dour note. Right. right. Yeah. But it. But yeah. But you. They really kind of broke it up to mm-hmm. where. Eat, they kind of all went off on their own little adventures, right? Mm-hmm. And then you don't get a lot of them together, except kind of as bookends. Yes, yeah. and correct. there was more risk and strife for all of them. Yeah, there's a little bit. You don't get a lot of that in that first one because you're you're forming your team, right? right? And this one, your team is fully formed, so there's you can explore the relationships between everybody. Yes, and I will say the thing that I really like too is that normally when they do that, they go off on their own to have their many adventures. It's because there's a fight. Right. right. Yes. Right. Exactly. And it's not what's going on here, which I like, because it's like right. you can't have the first movie be like, we built this team and we're going to be great now. And then you get to the next movie and you instantly break them apart because you don't know what to do. It was like right. Avengers 2. Yeah. And yes. Avengers 2, there was like, why are we fighting? What's yeah. going on? And, no- and so it was nice that they didn't go down that road, that they, they, they broke them apart in terms of space, yeah. the lowercase s, <laughs> but, uh, but they didn't. They didn't have them. They weren't. Break off. They give you some right. tension. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like some, but so, not. But not like the band's about to break up. No. Yeah. Right. 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 Like it's like you never felt like they were really going to be enemies. No. They, no it, never. It was like you know. It was like any group of people that like friends. Together. There's times when you're just like, oh Jesus, God. Yeah. and live yeah. together. Right. Much like this podcast. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the scene opens in just the uh, biggest. Bombastic kind of way where the the guardians who you know Rocket Drax Gamora Baby Groot mm-hmm. uh, and Star Lord are hired by the Sovereign to protect these batteries uh, from this being this big old monster mm-hmm. that's coming down to take the batteries that eats batteries that eats batteries batteries if you will batteries <laughs> and I love this this is one of my favorite I think this is one opening of the, sequences of I am all time like the z- fact that they didn't focus on the big great. bombastic scene yes they let baby Groot do hilarious the baby Groot thing which I thought was great they literally to, to the tune of Mr. Blue Sky by yes. ELO yeah, yeah it was so well, he, good he got baby Groot got the Chris Pratt open he did yes. he's dancing yep. along yeah. the, as the scene as the movie opens Correct. instead of Chris Pratt yeah like, but, but this great. was a but, but you know it's like we expected this is the second movie we've got our team you're gonna have this huge fight and special effects mm-hmm. and it's all out of focus in the background yeah and it's just watching baby Groot dance Dude, and it thing. is it yeah. is seriously one of my favorite when it was happening and there was so much joy yeah. you know flowing through me i'm like this is amazing so, and i also like i think the opening credit sequence to zombie land was one of was my all-time favorite like i love that opening credit sequence mm-hmm. this it takes the case it's like for this me, was great zombie land is great i do love that but uh watchmen i just absolutely oh, watchmen love is fantastic that is one of the most beautiful yeah. Yeah. we'll dog on Zack snyder all that, day long but that opening credit sequence gorgeous the one of, that has awesome. been my favorite of all yeah. time and this is up there with that for sure yeah i, I, I with I a would, cheaper song i would go with goodfellas 
Oh, mm. felt well played. That opening yeah, scene, that opening scene in where Goodfellas. like it was when he's explaining what it's like to be a gang. Like, oh yeah, yeah. that's a great scene. That's a great that's scene. A tracking great shot. Scene. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, but no, but we're talking about. I'm talking about title sequences. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of a title sequence. No, but but that yeah. this is literally just telling the titles. Watch gotcha. the titles, the credits. You know, okay. not an opening sequences because this wasn't the opening sequence. It was the uh, title there's so sequence. much going on that yeah. it's, it's, it's it feels like the opening yeah. sequence. Right. You know yeah. I mean? like it's, it's an opening sequence that the credits play over. Correct. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's it's not. I'm just saying, like the the Kurt Russell part was the opening sequence. This was the title uh, sequence. Okay. Well, it, yeah, yeah. What I you know, was saying? Or was you it know, the I know preface? I get to me, it felt like a prologue. Yeah. So like I yeah. didn't, you know. I gotcha. Yeah. Like a recap. Potato, like, oh, potato. These, these, these yeah. the char- like, that's kind of what it was. Potato, it was like a, tomato. Yeah. <laughs> it was a recap. Like, oh, yeah, these are the characters we like. Here's the snarky, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I did my favorite. I love the fact that Baby Groot waves. Yeah. And everybody has to be like, all right, hi. Hi. And yeah. Like that. I, uh, that got me. Every, I saw it twice. You know. Yeah, that's uh, weird because it was a good movie. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, if it's a bad movie, I gotta see it more than twice. Yeah, I know. I would have thought it would be. We know. So, <laughs> yeah, the, this like in the very beginning, he hooks up the chords to play the music. He's trying to figure it out, and then he clicks, <laughs> and then he starts dancing. Yeah. Well, Rocket was like, you know, because uh, you know, they're all getting ready for the big fight, what and, a gr- and they're like, Rocket's like futzing with some speakers. <laughs> yeah, Drax is like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Quill wants to listen to music. Yeah. Put the tunes on," <laughs> and he's just like, "That's a terrible idea. We need to do this." And uh, Rocket's like. He, no, Peter Qu- uh, Star Lord is just kind of like, no, I agree with Drax. Okay. We need to focus on this. this. Is awful. And then <laughs> the other guy, Rocket, just, just like winking. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, right. Drax, I can see idea. you winking. And he was I, like, oh, damn it. I meant to do it with my left eye. I will say that, honestly, just prefacing it right from the beginning here, that I do not laugh out loud at a lot of movies, but I didn't, thought this movie was really funny. It's a, I, I think, think it's funnier than the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did not. I mean, I enjoyed thoroughly the first one, yeah. and I'm not even comparing that this yet to it. But as far as the laughs and the jokes, I I th- think James Gunn is really, he really good. He was firing all cylinders. He really this. Yeah. is and impressive. The humor in it is is something that you don't get a lot in films, especially bombastic films like that. Yeah, in, right. in this case, I mean bombastic is a compliment. Normally sure. I don't. Uh, <laughs> um, but that all the humor was character driven. It was almost like a, a, clearly this guy has a love for the 70s. Uh, yes. And, a little bit. And this yeah. was like some of the best 70s sitcoms like mm-hmm. a Barney Miller or something. Yeah, and, and totally. He didn't write jokes and then shove them into characters mouths. He all the humor comes from who these characters are and how they interact with people. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that that's not something you get very often in movies. I will say you tend to get it in Marvel movies. It really a lot of the humor does come from how Captain America interacts with Iron Man or right. how sure. Hulk interact. You know, you do you do seem to get it more oh, in, man, in a Marvel one, movie. That one. Yeah, but uh but this really takes it to the to the next level and it did in the last one as well. But um but I I really enjoyed how so many of the laughs you could you could never take those laugh lines out and make them work in another movie. No, totally. They they are yeah. they're organic and they only work in this setting with these characters. Correct. Yeah. And I think it's really a testament to I can't think of another director, especially in this Marvel universe, that loves these characters and is so close with these characters as James Gunn is with them. I think this is such a family dynamic to him on a personal. I also level. think that I think, adds- I think Whedon would would fall into that category. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't. He's, I'm he's not saying he's not a big. This kind of stuff, no, yeah, it's not you know? that though. But I don't I, hear I think, him waxing poetic about. I think James Gunn does have a. I, I think he has a, a deeper, yeah, n- awareness and knowledge of the sort of the the history. 
yeah, of the character yes. and and the, and the sort of world of those characters. I, and I will say, there's a difference between I really like Captain America, I really like Spider Man, and I really like Guardians of the exactly. Galaxy. Exactly. Like, yeah. You know, that's well, much, it's, 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 it's a much deeper cut. That yeah. So when this comic came out, like it came out of nowhere. So it was not Marvel comic books at that time were so event driven, right? So you yes. had like Civil War and all of this different stuff, where Every so you're reading Spider Man and it's tied into Civil War. You're reading Captain America. It's, everything's tied into Civil War. Everything all the time with the stupid banners across the top. Yeah, Guardians came out and they were in space. Like, yes. they were not tied to anything. And mm-hmm. I don't like the space stuff. I don't read any of it. I don't yeah. either. Yeah. But I picked up. You know, it's one of those things where you're walking through. You're like, oh, that cover looks kind of cool. I'll check that out. And it was with Annihilation. And mm-hmm. then it was so that the Annihilation miniseries kicks all. That's where you meet. You re, you're reintroduced to Star Lord, Drax, mm-hmm. Groot. And they come together in that, and then they take those characters and spin them off with Nova, the Rich Rider Nova, and mm-hmm. you know all these different characters. And that I loved that comic. So when they said this was coming out, and I was like, man, like the you know obviously everybody, not everybody, everybody loves Batman, right? But there are always those little niche, Joker doesn't love that's Batman. True, yeah. Joker does not. There's all those. There's you know for me, like I love Captain Britain. Yeah, I love the I love Nova, and you know this felt like they were doing the Doom Patrol or Metal Men. Yeah, like when they were, are, when they said they were going to do Guardians, I was are, like, there are niche characters really? that I think everybody loves. Mm-hmm. And then when they announce that your characters that you love are going to be added to this massive world, you're like, man, don't, don't. And I don't think, I think that if James Gunn didn't love these characters as much as he did and, and, and didn't have such a close dynamic with this cast as a family and related to them like that, yeah. I don't think that these movies would be as good. So he definitely pours a lot it's, of his heart and soul into these movies. He absolutely cares. Yeah. And it shows. Oh, yeah. I think the other thing that James Gunn has, I think over the other directors of these films, is that I think of all the directors, he's the one that is the most excited yeah. about getting to play with these toys. I think you're yes. absolutely right. And, and I think the other ones, I I have no doubt that the Russo brothers are excited. They didn't have a lot of A-list stuff on their track record. They were still mm-hmm. pretty new, so I'm not yeah. trying to bag on them. Mm-hmm. But I think James Gunn, I think it's something about being from here. He's, in all honesty. This is 100% Midwestern. Yeah. He is a that, Midwestern. Oh yeah. that he's like, he's like I, could, I could do this. He swung for the fences, and he was excited. And he yeah. crushed he it. He was probably happy as a pig in when he got to yeah. make Slither. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, right. And so now. Wait, did you know they're in Guardians? Did you know that? Oh, so if, you, if you look in the collector, like when they're walking, are they the yeah. the little awesome. Slither things are in the? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, but I mean, I think he was probably ecstatic. Like he was probably like, "Hey, I made it." Yeah. You know? And yes. so now that he's he's directing true tentpole movies and crushing it, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, that's just something about this town. Yeah, I would like, agree. We're not, you know, we're we don't of, want to toot our right. horn, but no, I mean, it's the whole like no, well, the fact but, that people from St. Louis don't become. Marvel directors yeah, that just like doesn't it, happen when, you know like oh, there's a lot of towns that kind of have their musical sound or whatever sure. it's like we've got Chuck Berry and then you well, wait we had Chuck and, Berry. Well, yeah, <laughs> and then you wait 60 years and we have Nelly right and that's about it yeah. you know like we don't right. have a, and even though a lot of the famous people that are quote unquote from St. Louis they Aren't. lived here for like five yeah, years they went to Ike and, and then they left well it's like what, like Ike and Tina well, like right. Cheryl Crow or Brad Pitt and, yeah Vincent Price like yeah. they, right. you know like and so so for so that's just kind of the mentality of this town of like well that doesn't happen to people from here right, right. you know and so I I really think that that's that kind of that 
that enthusiasm, I really feel like yeah. it leaks out onto the screen. Yeah, yeah it's I the agree. quirkiness. I mean, the quirkiness of Super, the quirkiness of Slither. I mean, he's he. It shows through in this. I mean, he's this is a guy who has lived the B movie experience. Yeah, and didn't you know he he still respects it and he yeah. and he he got he the loved rub. It. He got the rub is what happened. Like he he put in the time and effort. Yeah. on the on the small stuff and people were just like, yeah, you could. Let's give you this. Let's see what you can do with this. And he yeah. was like, thank you. I'll take that paycheck and I'll make you money. <laughs> and also go look at just as an aside, go look at James Gunn's Facebook page and go look at the notes he writes and how person on a personal level, how he talks about these characters and his experiences. And also he wrote a really touching note uh, just yesterday uh, and relate relating to he's like, I'd be lying if I wasn't looking at the box office numbers. I am. But then I remember why I made this and I didn't make it to look at, you know, digits on a piece of paper and do this. And then he talks about added bonus. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he's like, you know, what I really did was, you know, I, I was in a, you know, the suburbs and, a, and you know, in the Midwest and I made started making movies to escape from that. And, and, and it's just a really sweet personal note. And I've never heard other directors talk like that. And yeah. I think that's what really sets him apart. And it goes to what Tom is saying. And it's just like his his upbringing and the way that he loves film and why he made it to get away from certain things in his family or where he lived. And mm-hmm. he's and very uh, transparent with his yeah, fan base. Yeah, it's so special. And so it, he's just a different kind of guy, you, you know, and yeah. it's, you talk it's cool. about having fun. I'm thinking the guy who the Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. What's his name? Taika Waititi. Uh, that looks, on, that looks this, fun. on this level of fun. And I think, Tom, what you're saying it looks like he's having fun while making that movie. Yeah. And I think that's going to translate on screen. It does. I mean, a totally different genre. Totally different. But that's what made Cannonball Runs work. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, you could tell they were legitimately enjoying themselves. Yeah. And Thor actually does look like Thor as Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. I, I don't know what that story is going to be. I have, a, I have an idea. But, but it's going to tie in with the cosmic mm-hmm. stuff. I will you know? say, well, it has this to. Is, this is, but this is going to be the next step. It's going to be Doctor Strange, Guardians, and Thor. This is I like, think the, this is the, so Netflix has your Marvel Knights, which is your rated R street level stuff. Then you've got uh, your regular MCU stuff, which is all based on Earth. And then you've got that weird little mm-hmm. cosmic yeah. thing over here. That's, that's the, I think that's the advantage of keeping Marvel fresh, is you've got three different sections of movies and TV and anything you want. Well, I think that's probably going to be the tweak to Thor. Now that you mention it, is that yeah. is that Thor started off as faux Shakespeare, mm-hmm. and I think now they're they're going to kind of self correct. And those movies were, were they were good. fine. They weren't great, but they right. were. I, and I'm not a Thor guy, I, so I walked well, out of those yeah. movies much more. I had I enjoyed them way more than I thought I was going mm-hmm. to. Yeah, but I still was like, I don't know that I've ever watched either one of them again. But I think the self correction is they're like, you know what, we can let Thor be. Like Guardians Light. Yeah, and yeah. I also I think they're gonna take advantage of Hemsworth uh comedic chops. Yeah, he can yeah. he, can, yeah. really he is very yeah. funny. And that, that whole scene where he's just like, No, I know him from what Yeah, they and, finally and, and it's a, caught on. Yeah, and it's kinda like Star Lord's dad in this. Yeah. I get why they did it, but it's a shame we're robbed of having that movie that that moment in the theater. But I also the, the get, reveal you mean? Yeah, yeah. but if you're gonna put if you're gonna put a Hulk in a movie, you, you gotta, wanna sell tickets, you want people yeah. to know Hulk's gonna be in this movie. I mean, right. I, I agree. But, and we don't know how much he's like yeah. he, we don't know if he's gonna yeah, that be, could be a, it. That he, could be that scene and he's gone. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Uh, but but yes. Be. So yeah. back to the back to this movie. So they the, the creature comes down, there's a big fight that ensues. Uh they defeat the creature and then they Drax get, defeats it. Yes, well, all single by himself, single-handedly. single-handedly. So, again, the writing is so great. It's just so. He, I'm funny. glad that he got more to do as well, yeah. rather than oh, yeah. just be 
I'll tell you, brooding. Yeah. Talk about a character or an actor that you would never think would be this good and in these type of roles. Dave Batista. I saw a critic, uh, one of the another critic's reviews. I can't remember who it was, but he said he goes, "I would have never thought that that." Batista would become one of my favorite comedic actors. He's great. Like the timing was on point. Yeah. And it's Mm -hmm. weird. Like that's not, that wasn't his character when he was a wrestler. Right. He was just, he was the monster. Yeah. They didn't hire him to just replicate what he did. No, he, in WWE, he was just the monster good guy who would, you know, he could pick up the big show or he, you Mm -hmm. know, things like that. So there was never any real comedic stuff that he did. And then he does this, and you're just like, oh, dang, mm-hmm. dude. Like, yeah, it's really funny. Like, yeah. you, you're, yeah. the timing is there. The way you deliver the line is there. And is it's there. good because it, you don't really think that a, that a professional wrestler would always be willing to kind of make themselves look stupid. Yeah. Like, and, and I don't think Drax comes off looking stupid. No. But I, but I think that, like, kind of my stereotypical perception of a professional wrestler makes me think they would think I'm going to look stupid doing insane i think i think the 80s style wrestler yes yeah like they are super like they covet their character like we can't go against my character because that's not what my character would do this new world's a lot more media savvy and they're like well how's this expand my brand oh now i can go to wizard world and they won't think i'm the guy that beat them up in high school (laughs) yeah and drax it's interesting has kind of evolved to be a, a hero for um kids on the spectrum is that right? Oh, yep. I didn't realize that. Makes Absolutely. sense. Well, yeah. that's, makes sense. well, that's what I was going to say when you were talking about it, because I'm like, that's Absolutely. more what he is. It's not that he's dumb. It's that he has... He doesn't process yeah. metaphors. Sarcasm. Right. Exactly. Sarcasm. Because he is and, quite and, smart. And he has, right. He just... It's the oh, way I he... Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think the character is dumb, but like yeah. because he interacts with the world in such, right. a, sure. it's such a weird way or an, uh, an unusual way, yeah. like it could be perceived as that yeah. could be mistaken yeah or like yeah. he's looking foolish yeah. Like yeah a lot of the humor it comes from him looking a little foolish and and i i didn't it makes perfect sense what you're saying dan about about uh him being a hero for mm-hmm. people on spectrum i never saw it that way yeah but now i'm kind of like how can i not yeah see how it could it, it's yeah but it it, it it came to the forefront with the last movie yeah. and i think they rolled with it they're like Let's just you do know, it. Yeah. That's well, when, a good thing. And what's great is, unlike a lot of characters that want to use that for humor, it's not offensive. Right. Because yeah. it's not about, oh, here's this character who's who's got Asperger's or whatever, right. and, and it's going to be a laugh riot. It's this totally other thing that kind of mimics aspects of it, but if they don't nail it perfectly, it's just no, like, well, it's, nobody can come forward and say, you're making fun of, of this this disorder or whatever like right. you don't have to deal with any of that no and and it's made even doubly difficult because asperger's manifest itself in so many varied ways mm-hmm. that yeah there's not just one way to look right at it. so right. how it how one person with it might act is completely different from another right and because like dan Aykroyd talks about how he's on the spectrum yeah. and you don't normally associate people that can do comedy as being on the spectrum because Right. It, it's about for comedy work. You have to process people's mm-hmm. input and emotions and, and react to that. And so you don't normally get comedians right. that are like, "Oh, yeah, that's me." But I feel and like so, I feel like could, comedians are on the spectrum more often than not. Or there's or there's a something bunch. Yeah. Oh, there's just something else. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, I think a lot of them have stuff going on. Yeah. I don't know that it's spectrum Ish- stuff issues, issues, but they got issues. Yeah. So back to the movie. Uh, back to the movie. So they they defeat the creature. They go uh, in front of these golden tr- creature. These gold. This golden race of like they're the perfect, the perfect, perfect, the perfect, perfects. Uh, and Star Lord kind of says he's like, look, they're they're a little touchy. 
So <laughs> anything that they deem would be a transgression, like the punishment is death. So let's just let me deal with this and then we'll get out of here. Mm-hmm. So they go in front of the gal. And I will say, leading into the spoiler, I looked at these people and I was like, huh, they look very similar to another Marvel character that has been talked about before in these movies. That I would, wonder. That would be silver? Nope. They would be gold. They look like Adam Warlock. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, right. Yeah. right. So, but I, and, and they have teased in the first one. They said, you know, they show a cocoon. And yes. We, if you know your comic lore, that's how Adam, War- Adam Warlock is reborn all the time. And James Gunn has said, yes. Yeah. That was Adam Warlock. Which is interesting, mm-hmm. considering what we find at the one of the post-credit sequences. I don't really know how that's going to work, but... Yeah. He's a huge warlock. He, I am too. I was like, warlock is a great character, but he is also warlock? he is he is a he is a linchpin in the Infinity Gauntlet, the Infinity War. He's mm-hmm. a he's a big character that you know. So I'm looking at these at these at this race yes. of aliens. I was like, huh, interesting. Well, they, good they look, yeah. <laughs> so they they re, they reward them. You know, they basically are about to leave on their way, and then Rocket has to. Well, get they in. get they reward them with Nebula. Like that's yeah. the 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 reward. They don't want money. They they just want right. Nebula, who comes. Karen Gillian comes back as she as was Nebula. trying to steal the batteries, and they captured. Correct, her. and then yeah. So Rocket, he's like, and yeah. We all know there's only one reason a woman steals batteries to start a remote. Yeah, for smoke detector. <laughs> totally, she's That's very right. safety yeah. conscious. Yeah, spring forward, fall back, change your batteries. Right, <laughs> everybody knows. Yeah, this. I mean, if you're on a spaceship like that and there's a fire, that's very. What dangerous. are you gonna do? You got to have your smoke detector working. I don't know I, what you thought I meant. <laughs> one but of the you th- owe everyone an apology. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> no, 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 we know where you were going. <laughs> I will say, the ex- I, I always, you know, the, Dirty explo- the, the explosions in space. Just like. Well, it doesn't really work, yeah, it's, but it's yeah. fine. It's like it tires squealing on Dukes of Hatch. Yeah, right. Like that, gotta, gotta go. let it go. Let you let go. that right. let that part go. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Rocket kind of says, you know, for a bunch of self conceited douchebags, like he gives a little thing, and everybody kind of whips around, and he, they pull him out, and they're walking away. And of course, Rocket pulls up his satchel, and there he's got a stack of batteries <sighs> that he has stolen. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Seriously? and I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> but then they're flying away, well, and Star Lord's uh, Peter Quill's just kind of like, um, we got a bunch of these uh, like centuries on our back here, and he's like, why? Why would that be a thing? And then Drax, I know he's like, because Rocket stole batteries, and he was like, dude, come on! He's like, oh, Rocket didn't steal batteries. I don't know what they're doing here. That's really weird. <laughs> and then Good, you know, yeah. a big old space battle ensues. And you I know it's weird at the end of this battle. So uh, we're just, I was just gonna jump to the end. So they they end up like killing them all or they end up destroying all their ships which yeah. was i well, love how they fly is, to me that is a direct shot at dc comics at warner brothers because rocket says i want to kill some people and they start blowing up ships and then gamora says you're not killing anybody they're remote accessed yeah. and i was like hmm. that is funny well like, I thought, that's a great line i thought it was weird because i interpret it as like okay like they they don't want the movie to get too dark they're not gonna they, they don't want <laughs> They, yeah, don't want, well, they don't want a lot of people dying. You were and wrong, they, and I, I was mistaken. <laughs> yeah, you were uh, wrong. But yeah, like I was, so I was kind of like, oh, I, then I don't know why. But I guess yeah, they didn't have the good right. guys just wholesale slaughter. Start people. slaughtering but the arcade noises. I mean, that oh, was yeah, so great. awesome. That well, what game was that? That was a, uh, I thought it was Galaga. Yeah, Galaga? that's what it was. Okay. The game the Star Lord's playing on the no. Well, when no, no, that was that was, so it was uh, like mini when they're in the pod. That, no. shooting. Well, okay. So the thing at the beginning was, was digital football. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, right, like right. I had one I had one of those kid. as well. Yeah. yeah, like those were that was what a video game was. That was an old Game Boy. When, yeah, <laughs> when Dan and I were growing up, that's it that was, w- it was, I'm right there with you. 
No, you're just parents. You, you got a hand me down version. <laughs> that's, that's also so true. You I, had to, I had to wait for like the the yeah. tiger. You whatever, bought ours yeah. at a garage sale <laughs> yeah, when right. we moved on to a yeah. Atari twenty six hundred. So, so that's what that was. I instantly was like, I had that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when the, the th- I was like, I'm like, I knew it was a game. Like, was, I was like, I'm pretty I played sure it was Galaga a million times. <laughs> so funny, the noise, or like Galaxian. It was yeah. one of those two. Yeah. yeah. So they're they're cruising through, and they're you know the they're winning, but the entire time, Guardian or Guardian. Uh, Star Lord and Rocket are fighting back, and they have to get to this quantum field of like these meteors that like bounce in and out of. I hate existence. this in movies, and I don't mean it ruins the movie, but I'm just like, oh, you know, you know, it's not going to end well. I hate it when the two people butt heads. And it's like, and and Gamora is like me. It's my thoughts where she's just like, right. you guys are idiots, and because she, she says this after they end up crashing because of it, but they're fighting back and forth with the controls. I'm like, well. Either one of you would have done a better job than both, both of you fighting, fighting it. over it. And yeah. Gamora says the exact same thing. They end up crash landing. They they're able to they hit they a bunch get, of they stuff. They get through and, and they they make it through. But as as they're clearing the the field, uh, they realize that the the sovereign's ships have gone around the field and they are yeah. cornered Whoops. and they are getting waylaid. And then all of a sudden, here comes a a little man, a little man, a little one inch man, <laughs> a little just, one inch man on a little. Like, what do you mean? He's like, well, if he maybe he was closer, he was, you know, he'd look taller. He's like, that's how eyesight works. Yeah. That's so, Drax for people. Yeah, that we didn't say Drax is like they're going. There back was and a man. Forth. There's a little. <laughs> yeah, like it, one, it looks like somebody riding a, a space bean. Yes, yeah. and on, just wave it. you know, <laughs> use it like a yeah, wave it and, 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 and like ride it like a, a a horse at the rodeo. Yes, yeah. So they he and he destroys all of the ships in one shot. So they make it through these jumps, which actually I like these portal jumps mm-hmm. rather than being like just kick the light speed and we'll go to the next no, one. Like yeah. there are portals that they have to go through, like little jump ports. Mm-hmm. So they get to this other planet, like Brexham or something. They crash land and they have Brexit. the little bre- not Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they have their little throwdown where Gamora's just like, if you would have flown with what's between your ears while <laughs> between your legs, like yeah. we would have. Either one of you would have gotten us through that just fine. It's like, well, if I would have flown with Star Lord, if I would have flown with what was between my legs, like no, know, he said, he said, if, what if, was if what was between my legs had a hand, hand yeah. I would have done. It. Yeah. yeah, great. Again, is the writing like, is so I, one good. of my favorite lines from the first one is uh, where Gamora gets on the ship from the for, for the first time and she's like, "Quill, your oh, yeah. ship is disgusting." He's like, "Man, you put a black light in here; it looks like a Jackson Pollock painting." Like I loved that line. Mm-hmm. So that lot, like yeah. I appreciated that one as well. So they're they're getting their stuff together. All of a sudden, uh, here comes the ship, and it lands and it opens up, and there is Mantis and uh, Kurt Russell. God love him, <coughs> Kurt Russell. Like that national dude can treasure. Do, yeah, and Kurt Russell. That, that <laughs> come on, he is so, so good. He is so good in everything, and he is so good in this. Like I will man. say, so Stallone is in this. And I feel like there's a missed opportunity yeah. to have Kurt Russell and Stallone, a Tango and Cash reunion. reunion on screen. Could have just been like a passing. Hey. Yeah. Or just like they cross paths, you know, yeah. or somebody said, hey. bar. I, you know, I've like, but they, they do jump back and forth. And so like, I guess even wasn't this even before this, that they've gone to the planet where Yondu is with the Ravagers. Yeah. We see the Ravagers. And, and, and I actually liked, I, I liked Stallone in this role. Like I thought he did a good job. So he what, is one of the original gar- guardians. Yeah. Like that's, if you look at the original guardians lineup from the first issue of the comic book, you see, they're all here. Yeah. So like that's as was Yondu. Yeah. Yondu was one of the original ones and other characters that I'll talk about later yeah. are all the original guardians. And then I'm like, Oh, that's, that's a deep cut even for me. Like, yeah. That's, you know, but, cause but, that comic was not very good. 
But talk about giving more to do, Yondu. I mean, that, oh, yeah. this character is, they, they expand on his character. I mean, in the first one, he's it's a funny character, and you're introduced to him, and you don't mm-hmm. see him for a long time. You see him for a little bit. But, like, this goes really heavy into his story, and, and so we're they're at, like, a, a stop. It's like an outpost. Yeah, an outpost, and they're at a bar, and, and you see that the Ravengers are kind of getting sick of Yondu letting Star-Lord Peter go, you know, because they're like, you know, no matter what he does, no matter how much he screws us over, you always let let him go you know so we kind of get that insight and then uh, stallone's character comes and he's a ravager and you can tell star i think it's like star doc or something is his name and so basically you see that as soon as he shows up he's like oh we're leaving we're getting out of here they've lost he's like, our because business. yeah because you've served this one group of ravagers there's a hundred yeah. different factions of ravagers yeah because you serve that one you've lost yeah. the business of 99 of them michael rooker is yandu gets a lot of dramatic yeah. acting i mean this is a lot of emotional stuff and he chases mm-hmm. after him and and we don't know what he did yet but he's like i didn't know it wasn't yeah. well sorry oh. i mean Stallone and, even says he's just like look we have one rule we don't deal in kids and you broke the rule yeah. and he's like right. if you think if you think i wanted to exile you like if you think that's fun for me you're wrong like yeah. i didn't want to do that but she's like you left me no choice yeah so and it's, we, a, it's a heart-wrenching moment yeah and know? we know that and they and we saw bits and pieces of that from a, a different angle in the first movie you know uh, how peter was you know with the grew up with the ravagers and he always threatened to eat them and you he's know like, i always said the crew was going to eat them and he stopped them and like the whole I thing like and we didn't Russell's hear reference the, to the dad in, in the first goes, movie they were gonna eat you that's gross yeah <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I just, I really liked this element. I mean, Yandu, he is front and center. Like, they cut back and forth between the Guardians and yeah. Yandu quite a bit. And, yeah, uh, they gave him so much more to do. It. I kind of felt like, well, there must be a reason why. I wonder yeah. why they're giving him so <laughs> much story, to do. Yeah, his story was definitely I will say that they, they give him the new Finn, which is, that looks just like he did in the comics. Yeah. Like, that was very... I'm so, happy to see it. Yeah. So, we know there's something going on there that we're going to learn more about the, the history. Of right. Yandu. So, we're introduced to uh, Kurt Russell, who we don't know what... I, oh, they call it, he calls himself Ego from the get. Yeah. yeah. And, he, yeah. and Mantis. Subtle. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A little bit. Uh, so, they're all sitting down at the campfire, and they're kind of all telling stories, and uh, Ego is just kind of like, look... Like I had to leave, I didn't want to leave, but I want to be the I want to be your dad. When I heard about a human who was able to hold an Infinity Stone, he's like, I knew it had to be my son. So I've I've been mm-hmm. looking for you ever since. So he kind of he's like, there's a very touching moment, and then out of nowhere he's like, I gotta I gotta take, I gotta take a whiz, yeah. and like he gets up and walks away. And this is where you get a little bit of the Gamora and Peter Quill. I the fact that he referred it to uh, Cheers. Yeah. was pretty spot on mm-hmm. like do they get together in cheers are they ever together sam and diane sam oh, and diane yeah. they yeah. are yes yeah. yeah. like all of season two they're together okay yeah. but is it does it last long is it just she a left. Season? Oh, that's why i said all of season two but i mean yeah. like oh she does leave that's right she left the yeah. show. and then she leaves the show and then kirstie the alley fifth or sixth season and then kirstie alley comes in don't so they she so first season is well they won't they second season they will they, they do and then they break up at the end of the second season, and then Frasier comes in. Okay. The third season, mm-hmm. and then it's about her and Frasier. And I, I think when they get back together in the fourth season, I feel like there's a period of time where they get back together. I don't know. And then, and then Christy Alley comes in, and then she, and then whenever she leaves, Christy Alley comes in, and she's kind of the 
the the, the will one. they won't do, but I don't. They never. They, they, it, never it was never. It never felt like they will. Yeah, like they started to go down that road, and I think you could tell it just wasn't working. Yeah, and they were like, okay, we don't need to die in two point Isn't, they isn't that what they do? Isn't that last episode where like Sam's closing the bar? Well, Diane comes back for, right. the, for the last, I think, two episodes, maybe three. Yeah. And I think, and it it builds to like, are they going to get back together and get married? Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. I do love the pop culture references. So like, the thing that like the thing that Star Lord always harkens back to is he only knows what he knew when he was on Earth. From before he got abducted, right? So, so you know, he's got his his cassette tapes, his 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 TV shows, and I just I just love that they keep going back to that. It's just it's a really funny moment, and again with James Gunn's writing and Mm -hmm. love of pop culture, it's cool that he keeps shoving these things in. And Star Lord only deals in pop culture from before, right? The line is like he's. Gamora is like you told me this story about how your dad you thought your dad was and she, uh, she gets the name wrong completely. <laughs> something like, Hasselhoff and a, and a talking and the talking uh, boat and he was like <laughs> David Hasselhoff and it was Knight Rider it was a talking yeah. car they fought crime so he's like I told you that was I told you that when I was drunk why are you bringing that up now she's like he's, I lo- he, yeah I love that I love story. that story and like yeah. she's holding his hands and uh, in the first one obviously there's some sort of attraction maybe from Quill's end mm-hmm. and and this one. They open it up a little bit. They're like, "Oh, she's definitely into him as well," but they never. Well, it's something unspoken. That's a th- but yeah, <laughs> it's an unspoken. Which it's is good. Like that's a great thing. line. Yeah, like that yeah. when they finally deliver that line, and he's just like, "So if you don't say that you do, that means you do." <laughs> like, I, <laughs> yeah. So she was just like, "Maybe we should give this a chance. I mean, we should just go with him to his planet and check it out. And if he's wrong, we'll kill him." Hmm. Yeah. Very simple <laughs> good strategy. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's Quill who's who's sort of reluctant. To, yeah, to, right. To, so they to trust deci- him. They decide to go. Uh, this is where you get a little bit of tension between Quill and Rocket, where he's just like, "All right, man. Like, we'll see. You in a, it's it's not going to be long." And he was like, "Hope your dad's not as big enough as as big of a as you are." Mm-hmm. And he's just like, "Are you like are you actively trying to get me to hate you?" Because it's yeah, working. Rocket, this entire movie is just actively a d bag. Like he is just he's trying mm-hmm. so hard, and people are just like, I don't get it. Like it's the difference between your friends joking around and then someone just being like mean for it's no reason. Just takes it too far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so and Rocket, Rocket is constantly, constantly taking it doing too far. that, and and characters keep calling him out. Like, dude, like what? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? And I I appreciate that they gave a a CGI'd raccoon a character arc. Yeah. Like, you know, like it wasn't yeah. just, he wasn't just there for comic relief. They gave, they gave everybody something to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's the advantage of this movie is like, I think they could have gone down. It's the Peter Quill show and everybody around him is easy, just, and it would have been the easy route to do. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And, but you know, the other Pratt stuff could have done it. It was funny because the, the other stuff was so good. I was never like, I want more star Lord, but and, no, I agree. Right. Even yeah. though yeah. I really enjoyed that stuff. When it was there, and when we get back to him, you're like, "Oh yeah," but okay, I cool. never felt like I wasn't. I, I I never felt like the the other. I never felt the other stuff was wasting my time. I no, agree. I, I liked. Agree. I, agree I, I enjoyed Rocket and Yondu. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that yeah. was one of my favorite parts. I of think the they were honestly. great together. Yeah. Like, and it I, took two characters that you know um, blank slate. Yondu was you know a little less dimensional in the first movie and Rocket yeah. was you know definitely abrasive so and they took Rocket them further and killer, you're kind of but, you know? but they they sort of get to the heart of why what you're and doing but, with, go ahead again like this is classic 70s 80s sitcom yep. writing and, and, and again not an insult nope no. like but it, that's where the it's the, classic 80s action movie too well it's also it's where the organic humor comes from is like let's take two characters that don't normally cross paths mm-hmm. and figure out a reason 
to put them together for them to cross paths. And and then they even do the thing that they would that they would do on sitcoms where they would find a way to lock those two characters <laughs> yeah. in a space together. Right. I mean, they did it on Mash where you know where uh, there was one where Trapper and Hot Lips were were locked it got mm-hmm. locked in a supply closet. There was another one where Hawkeye and Hot Lips were, I remember that were one. under fire. And they and and that, and that was, was actually, intense. That was a really intense dramatic episode where the Trapper one was less so Le- right. lighthearted. Um, yeah, a little bit more lighthearted, but uh, but you got to you got to understand their characters, right? I, and and why their characters, why they were the way they were, treating each were. other the way they did. Yeah, and and so like, this one, I think this one gives you the opportunity to actually care more, yeah. right, about these characters than yeah. be like, oh yeah, it's Rocket, like he'll right, yeah, you know. but and, look, and and I would say the same thing with Nebula. Uh, Nebula, yeah. What a like, we we talked about it kind of in the Fast Eight episode where they re they rehab Jason Statham's character. Yeah, like in this one, th- she's a hero. Yeah, like she is she is the she is the second villain in the first one, and she's a full blown guardian at this point. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe not full blown, but, but she's definitely she's pretty close. She has redemption in this. She's yeah. getting there, and you yeah. also understand. Why she's made the choices? She Correct. Has. Yes. They yeah. give you a reason to care about, like a character who's yeah. like, no, kill her. Like, yeah, she's awful. They give, they let, they make you care about Nebula mm-hmm. when she gives that speech about why she is the way she is. Yeah. So well, this is where the team splits up. Rocket and Baby Groot stay behind. Rocket's fixing the ship, and it's Gamora and Quill that go to the planet. Well, it's, with Ego. Dr- it's Drax, Gamora, and Quill, and then yeah. on the ship, it's Nebula. Baby Groot and, and Rocket. And, Rocket. and yeah. so the Ravengers have meanwhile been contacted by the Sovereign and they say, hey, you know, we, we want you to hunt these guys down because they've screwed us over. And uh, so so Yondu and the Ravengers are going after Quill. Right. I guess Rocket. But, you know, they're going after the Guardians. So they're on this planet fixing the ship and a really, really fun scene. Great scene. I thoroughly With another great song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, like the music constantly is yeah. so good. But Rocket's fixing the ship, and he's set up all these little traps. And so it's just a really fun scene where there's like hundreds of ravagers. Yeah, and he's taking and they them keep all coming. Out. Yeah, and he got clever ways to to detonate things and to put things on them to just launch, the, launch them into the air. Yeah, you get this scene in the trailer. Like this is one of the scenes yeah. in the trailer that you yeah. get. Uh, and then so they finally Rocket is has is out of tricks. Yeah. He's he's cornered by Yondu and Sean Gunn, uh, and they just kind of he's like, look, just. I'll tell you where the batteries are. Just don't hurt baby Groot. Right. Yeah. Um, and Yondu's like, you know what? Just give me the batteries. Yeah. Well, just these are worth so much money. And of course, the other guy who is leading the mutiny is like, whoa, taser face. I was going to save that. But this is later. the last straw. So we, we <laughs> saw back on at the outpost. This is when the rabbit yeah. were like, this is getting ridiculous. And this is the last straw when again, he's about to let him go. And, and it's Sean Gunn actually. Yeah. As his Craglin. buddy who he, is just. Craglin actually speaks up and, and he says, that's not right captain right and, and he actually calls him out and this is his like first mate so like you wouldn't expect he right. would do it but he's just like you keep doing this and you care about them more than us who they are, are they're family. arguing over a quarter million units and the one yeah. guy's like what can we do for you know a fourth or a third of the money he's like no a, f- a quarter is 25 we can't do anything for 25 units and everybody's like stop <laughs> so you know nebula at this point is talking to baby Groot, and she's like you gotta let me out there they're gonna kill him they're gonna kill your buddy so we gotta go so of course baby Groot, being a baby like that's they also they don't make him Groot that we see from the first one he's not tough Groot who's tiny he's baby Groot. he's literally like a a toddler yes yeah correct uh which leads into another great post-credit sequence yeah um so, so she, Nebula gets she free. Shoot, and she shoots Yondu in the back of the head and like cuts his fin off yeah. Yeah. and knocks him out. So they capture uh, Baby Groot and uh, Rocket and Yondu. And now the Ravengers 
have taken over and they're on the ship. Yeah, so. And this is where we get, you know, there's a there's a need for a change and the, <laughs> the name of that leader is Taserface. <laughs> and Rock is just like, time out. Your name is what? Yeah. And he was like, Taserface. He's like, can you shoot Tasers out of your face? No. What do you do? It's it's metaphorical. <laughs> and like, like, you know, it was a great little scene. I, I just I like the follow. <laughs> a metaphor for what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the right it's really it's really fun writing. It's smart yeah. the way they did it. So yeah, now it's like This is a kind of dark scene though, because like oh, yeah. they're killing the Ravengers who were on Yon. Yeah, side. this is tough. This yeah. is really tough. You think so. they've killed one and then they push him out of an airlock and the, <laughs> the camera kind of pans to the side and there's like a hundred yeah. different floating, yeah, floating the, in space. The um I can't think of that guy's name, the yeah, Irish guy. The yeah, they they take a, you know, basically half of the crew yeah out. So the the half of the crew that sticks around bad guys. They're bad guys now. Yeah, they're all bad guys. With the exception I mean, of they're ravagers, Gunn. but they're yeah, bad ravagers. The bad ravagers. Sean, Sean Gunn is the only one who's left yes. who is, you know, but not luckily, a, not a bad guy. Since he spoke up, they spared him because yes. he's the one that kind of started yeah, they the think mutiny. He, yeah, they think he kind of is yeah. agreeing. Yeah. yeah. So Nebula, real, yeah. yeah, Nebula kind of says, "Like, look, stop killing them. We need. There's probably a, you know hundreds of thousands of bounties on Yondu. Said we need Rocket for whatever. Right. I don't remember why. So they throw them in the jail. They're messing with Baby Groot, which was I. I, they, I guess they kept, they kept saying. So I didn't realize what they were saying on the first viewing. Second viewing, they're chanting mascot. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I didn't that know that. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. why they put him to the tailors because yeah. they right, wanted yeah. him to be their mascot. Right, yeah. Right. So I will say, in the comics, Groot does end up wearing like a Raven, like a Guardian suit. Yeah, like he's wearing like you know, it's kind of weird to watch him wear a suit, but he does. I was so I appreciated the fact they, they kind of do a, a, a nod to him wearing the the Guardian suit. But what for a little CG character though? Have you ever felt such a, a range of emotions? I mean, he's so cute and right. he's so fun. Well, even when they they ask. You know, they're like, you're not really gonna kill him, are you? He's like, no, no he's, he's adorable. adorable. Yeah, they get that. They put that out of the way. Get that out of the way right away. But, they're, but when they're pouring beer on him and he looks so sad, like, yeah. I don't know a time that I've actually cared so much, and that I, that's Groot? the point. No, but about a little CG character, like everyone is like baby Groot is the mascot of this movie you know oh, like totally look at the yeah. marketing look at everything look at why they set this movie in the time period they did so right. he could be a baby after the first one right yeah so this is the only movie that isn't set in present day of the release of the films every oh, other I think mo- it is what no yeah this is, what do you mean no no no. this is set months after the release of, of guardians one Oh, I this see what you're saying. This is the only I'm movie out of you. release of the films. So that's why they have to catch up quick. So wait, what are, you, wait, what are you trying to say? It's out of, out of sync? This movie is set in the past, whereas every other movie is set, set in the year in, that it's released. It's set, yeah, it's set in the past of the story that the Marvel Universe is currently telling. So you're saying because that it takes go- place if the last one came out. You know, three years ago, right? And this one takes place a few months after it. Yeah. But the rest of the Marvel movies are for are, so are sequential. So t- I see what you're saying. Okay, it's just difficult to really tell because it because it's not interacting with the Marvel yeah. universe. You don't know what's going on on Earth while the it Guardians. Doesn't right. really, it doesn't really necessarily, which I, I think but, is a brilliant strategy for this. Yeah, it it goes back to those comics. Like yeah. you, they had no idea what was going on on Earth. Yeah. Right? Why would they? Yeah. So that's but anyway, but that's the whole point is that they they had to keep it tight so that he would still be Baby Groot. Right. Right. Know? Right. I see what you're saying. And we'll fast forward later. Yeah. So. But we should probably get into the meat of like yeah. the 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 father son. So we dynamic. get go back to uh, Ego's home planet, uh, and we find out that he is a celestial, which is the nowhere, which is the, one of the main set pieces in the first one, is the head of a celestial. 
Well, yes, yeah. Kurt Russell's character ego is also one, which means that Peter Quill is also a celestial. Part he, celestial. Yeah, he's like we have. He starts laying out like this plan, and Gamora is kind of on the fence. She's like, "Man, I don't know. Like, there's no other people on this planet." And Mantis kind of says, "Why would a dog invite fleas?" And I was like, "Why are you referring to other things?" Like, mm-hmm. that's to me where I was like, the cracks are starting to show. Where I was like, "You're referring to other things as like bothersome insects." So we find out that Peter also has like these powers that he had no idea that he mm-hmm. had. Uh, so he and Kurt Russell seems very happy. Yeah, when that he, he can, can do it, which like then so muster some of that. Much like up. Get Out. Yeah, that plays two different ways. Yeah. Right? right. So the first viewing, you're like, of course, his dad's happy that his, his son can do it. Second viewing, you're like, oh. So does he have powers, or does he only have powers because he's on that? He only planet? has powers because he's on the planet. Okay. Yeah. Like since he's That's how I took the, it. Yeah. the core of that world, the light, man- like a yeah. fuel source. Yeah. He can manifest those powers there, right? And he Which, can't somewhere else. You know. Well, he might well, be able to at some point, but I, it takes I, a long. I, time. I know it as if he charged yeah. up, he could go because his dad yeah. says. He has to keep coming back right. to kind of refuel. Yeah, and right. and, and you know, uh, his dad, you know, his the whole reason for, for yeah for yeah. looking for him was because he heard of someone who could handle that infinity stone. Right. Can hold, yeah, human held so the infinity stone. That that's 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 good breeding. That's yeah. good breeding. Uh, so he kind of says he's like, I traveled the world. I was looking for a purpose. I found it, and mm. you are part of it. Like I fell in love with your mother, and then but I had to go. So the entire yeah, time via the, the sort of like weird stations. I like those a lot. Like that was super weird. But we saw it at the beginning and it sort of plays as a very innocuous, sweet story of, of love and how he had to leave. Right. And that was his son. And then we get the uh, sort of expanded yeah. edition There's of, of the stations of the cross. Oh, yeah. It's all over the when place. When they stop yeah. at that first one, and like you can tell, there's more to that story. Yeah. But they skip yeah. over that because he's like, "Tell me about the part where we met my mom." Right, yeah. right. And he moves on, and you're like, "I knew that first one." Yeah. There's something else. So there. Gamora, Gamora is off doing her. Like she's walking around. She's pissed off at, because obviously there's there's something going on between her and Peter yeah. that she doesn't want to deal with uh, or can't emotionally deal with. Yeah. Um, she doesn't. She. There's a scene where Drax and Mantis are having a conversation, mm-hmm. and Drax kind of ha- shares an emotional moment. Of course, one of the things I liked about that is Drax shows nothing. Right. Like, he is stone cold, no emotions. So Mantis's power is she can touch people and feel their emotions. So she touches Drax and just breaks down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's something, it, the way that they both play it, where Batista is just kind of, you know, doesn't show anything. Right. And she is crushed. Like, that's yeah. the, something that Batista or Drax is walking around you, with yeah, it shows. all the time. That, that That is something that he deals with, but we never see it. But we never see it. It's, yeah. yeah, it's cool. So she's about that. to tell him something, and then Gamora walks out and, you know, doesn't. And I was like, oh, they're going to be like, oh, I like you. But that isn't the case. No, I, I mean, because the whole time, you know, something fishy is going yeah. on. You have that feeling. Yeah. And she was about to warn him of something. Yes. And so it was right then. And then, of course, Gamora breaks and, and she hears it, but doesn't allude to it quite yet. But right. So that Gamora has a they, her and Peter have a fight. Uh, well, not a fight. Just yeah. a, a disagreement. A, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's, she's kind of sitting out by herself in the, this desert kind of area. Another scene that I thought was very funny were these two little, like, uh, I don't, like blades of grass are the rubbing biz. together, and because of her uh, bionics, she can hear it, and she just like cuts them, and she's like, oh man, and then all of a sudden, here comes Nebula uh, with a ship. What uh, we didn't even talk about that scene with her and J- her and Sean Gunn, where it's just like, what are you gonna do with your share? And she goes onto this long 
awful tirade about what this is what yeah. we get an idea track down her dad and well we get an idea of what track down thanos of what happened to her she's like i want to kill my sister because she constantly you know every time i lose he replaced something of metal and he's just like yeah i thought you were gonna say something like a pretty necklace yeah, yeah. Sure or other hat. ladies go Ooh. <laughs> and he like touches her on the shoulder he's like all right see ya and like <laughs> walks away so they have a big old fight this is actually kind of a cool scene where the the ship that she's in, which looks like the Milano, uh, crashes, and mm-hmm. part of the gun breaks off, and Gamora picks up this giant <laughs> Gatling gun and like fiddles with it a little bit, and then just unloads and shoots. And I thought Nebula was gone. I thought this is. I thought that's how they're getting rid of this character. I yeah. mean, because she shoots to kill. I mean, oh, she's yeah. trying to blow up that thing, yeah. and I'm like, oh, she's gone. Yes. Like she's had enough of her crap because Nebula keeps trying to kill Gamora, and Gamora lets her go or whatever. Right. It doesn't kill her. She spares her. And I thought at this point she was like, no, none of that's this. It. I'm ticked off. Game over. Yeah. So, but she ends up saving of her. Another thing is on fire because she just. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's also part of robotic, so yeah. you know she's just hot. Uh like to the touch. I yeah. don't want to. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no yeah, we got. Uh, Karen, you could be attracted you know, to a robot. Little, yeah. <laughs> it's all right, man. It's only a matter of time. Uh, so that yeah, they have this interaction where they both go back and forth, and Gamora's like, "I didn't want," or Nebula's like, "I didn't care. Like, I just wanted a sister." And you're just like, "Oh, dang it! Now I care about Nebula." Yeah. <laughs> so they're trying to get out of there, and they they see this bright light, and they're walking down in these mm. caverns in the in this planet, and they mm. discover. Some stuff. A mass grave mm-hmm. of just skeletons. And I like the look on Nebula's face where she's just like, we got to get out of here. What else would be in a mass grave? That's a good point. Yeah. Puppies? It would just... Well, it would, a mass be, grave of... Be a mass they'd grave. be puppy skeletons. That's true, yeah. Still there, be skeletons. there was all sorts of skeletons. There was, yeah, there were skeletons all, all different. And I was actually... I'm just saying, if it's a mass that's grave, true, yeah. it's going to be skeletons. <laughs> yeah, that's if, a good point. If it, was a, if it was a mass grave filled with like... Pac-Man games? Yeah, and then it would just be... A big hole. A with big Pac-Man, hole with Pac-Man. This is the scene where I was looking for Easter eggs because I was like, I wonder if there's going to be <clears> like a skeleton, like you know, like an alien, like in uh, Skeletor. Yeah. <laughs> what was the? Oh, was it, was it Predator, Predator Two? Where like the the alien skull is on the Predator. Love ship. that part of the movie. Yeah. So I was looking, and I didn't really see anything. Who? Knows? Right. I'm sure there's something in there. I have yeah, no, doubt. no doubt. There always is. So they go. Uh, Gamora and Nebula get out of there, and they attack Mantis, where she. Gamora grabs there's another very funny scene where Mantis wakes up Drax and he was just like I don't like you that way right and his she, description <laughs> of how, why she's how she's <laughs> ugly but it's a good thing. it's a good thing it's yeah, good yes. thing. yeah. yeah. He tried, he's acting like he's throwing up Ooh. he was like what are you doing <laughs> she's like I'm picturing us being intimate together <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Gamora runs in and kind of throttles her and she was like what the frick is going on here and Drax is like yeah we are I already know like we we got all the information, so this is the other. This is where Peter gets the secondary tour, where he finds out yeah. you know uh, that his ego per- ego purpose. has been trying to graft his DNA to all of these different races, and nothing ever took. Like yeah. nothing, he couldn't because figure his, it out. His, he's been planting things on planets mm-hmm. so he can take over planets, and he needs somebody to help him right. kind so of fuel that. It's too that. big. It's too big of a, of a, yeah. of a task and, for one so celestial. he's been going around breeding with all these but different races. Two, and I will say, there's a great comic called Invincible that's ending that has a very similar tone. Like, they would send uh, a, a representative from their race to different planets, and then they would indoctrinate that planet, and then that that race mm-hmm. would take over. I was like, oh, that's good. good infiltrate? A, what did I say? Indoctrinate? In, the infiltrate. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, you I said put words together. It wasn't even a word. Not, it, well, it, 
You're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. So that on his PowerPoint with all the different aliens that he slept with, like, remember? Which is, it's also like a very funny throwback to Pete, right? Like in the first one where he was like, you see that scar? Like that's from an Oscarian and this yeah, is yeah. from, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So the, I, I liked that. It was really funny when they show, because they always, because on those little stations, it's like, you know, they show Ego's character, you know, and they're all just kind of like minimalist characters. Yeah. But then they just show all these weird well, aliens keep, that he's keep, next they to. They keep so like they, flipping. Like right. it would right. close and there's more and, more and more and more. And, more and, and more. I thought it was funny to show like all the different ones that he right. like he never changed. Yeah. But it was all slowly these weird though. Like the, the facade of ego is you're like, what? what's going I don't on? Think I like more, this a guy a little bit more id. Well, he, yes, <laughs> yeah. So he yeah. he says he's like I f- I found life and it was disappointing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, oh, the turn. Yeah, Here the, it comes. of course. I was like, come on, Kurt Russell. Just be a good guy. Nope. Not, not the, in this not one. Not the case. Uh, all this time is going on. Now Rocket has es- Rocket and Yondu have escaped. And yeah. they are well, we coming. We should talk about this awesome scene. I mean, I, mean, I don't want to skip over this. I this is one I'm of the coolest. To, he gets his fin. <laughs> well, I know. But which, this, and the, getting the fin was great. It's like, funny. Where he's, he's telling Groot, he was like, yeah. it looks like this. This is what it is. And like he brings back underwear and different stuff. And stars. a weird alien, which is yeah. funny. But he finally brings him the fin, and it's on. Once he gets the fin and he can control the arrow, yeah. it is just this. He kills it, all of them. Yeah. Every single Ravager except for, you know, Kraglin is dead. Yeah. And so when Tom was talking about be afraid of killing people this is yeah. i'm sure what you're referring well, the to the body count at this I, point I, well the hundreds was, was people the, floating the, the people yeah. floating yeah. Oh, yeah. but and then, and then the rest yeah, of the, but the crew people floating you don't see it's off camera until yeah. until then you see you them see just that, dead. dead you don't you see yandu killing right i am wait, i am waiting for the dc nerds to just be the dc movie nerds we're just like oh you had a problem with that but you mm-hmm. don't have a problem with this but they like, gave oh, a, they were aliens and they were bad guys they were bad guys yeah, and they just murdered all the good guys they all the good guys and they're not so, these aren't characters who've built 60 and 70 year careers based around the fact right. 80 it wasn't jimmy olsen yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. so it was an awesome well, yeah it wasn't jimmy olsen <laughs> exactly <Dan. laughs> so this is well played dan <laughs> so this is a very stylized scene though so oh, the yeah. arrow is red and has a trail and the lights go down and it's just really cool with the music and the lights mm-hmm. and everything so visually i think it was one of the really neat scenes and then what they do is they they slow it down you know they film it in high frame rate and they slow it down so bodies are falling around yondu and rocket as they walk like over a bridge yeah and it's really neat you get scene. baby groot getting revenge on the guy who poured a beer on yeah, him. yeah. that scene you get in the trailer i was there's a scene where the arrow knocks out all the lights yeah. And all you get is the arrow. Yeah, it's like, beautiful. Bit of, oh man, that was. I awesome. just think visually, that's probably my favorite scene of the movie. If yeah. there's, a, they, I, they played with they, you know, they, you could tell they were just having a good it was time. Fun, yeah, just if having some fun with if it. There's that, but fun for but everybody. Actually, having fun, yeah. but and fun yeah. for everyone. Fun for everybody. Yeah, yeah. but so not the bros, not the bros. Bra, yeah. there is no oh, that bra. Yeah. I will say if if Marvel ever mucks up and lets James Gunn go, that's your Green Lantern director. Like that's the guy. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't, don't want to go do it again. I don't he know. probably wouldn't. But yeah. I, I mean, I think he'd be like, I've already made that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. That's yeah. a good point. Well, he's finally be able to make his favorite character. So that's true. Yeah. So back on ego. So back on ego. During this, he's given him like this sort of cosmic vision, so he can he, like, share in what head. he's been planting seeds, literally for. Yeah, literally well, and, and figure. And he like and and then he says something. Yeah. So he kind of says he's just kind of like. Peter is under this sort of like hypnotic yeah. thing and he's just like and he's starting to you think maybe he Peter's he's like, like what about my friend board with or, this? he is on board until yeah. he's like I see it yeah I he did. sees everything and then he's like what about my friends he's like yeah that's the human side of you and then he says what about my mom 
He's like, if you have all this power, why couldn't you save my mom? And he was just kind of like, I loved your mother. Like I came back to earth three times for your mother. And I knew if I came back a fourth time, I would never leave. He's like, it killed me to put that brain tumor in your mom. And yeah. I was just and like, that the- I go, it's lethal weapon too. Yeah. Like this is every eighties action movie. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. No, yeah. like they no, give no. you more info. Like in the first one, you just know that Riggs's wife is dead. Yeah. Right. She was in a car accident. In the second one, they're yeah. just like, oh, by the way, she was murdered by this South African, yeah. you know, whatever. Diplomatic community. Yeah, diplomatic um, has been revoked. But, but what I liked about that is that they didn't go the route of having Peter go, what? Oh, he snaps out of it immediately. <laughs> yeah. The reaction's like, very unexpected and very cool. I like that we he We have seen this recently, him. though, right? Like, didn't we just talk about this? Well, we're where, getting like, this more villain, and more where the villain's trying to talk and, and then the, the person's monologuing. No. Yeah. You <laughs> got to be monologuing. Yeah. <laughs> but so um, what do you think that was? Was it his ego? Was it his... I mean, why did he say that to him? Like, I think he when, had him. I think he thought he had him. Because he thought he had him. Yeah. And, and I think to him... But why even say it, though? I just... I'm just curious. What you thought, yeah, yeah he was being the super villain. Uh, he just doesn't get it yeah yeah he just thought that like that like like yeah it sucks but you know we're gods what you gonna do what are you gonna do and i it? think in his mind he's like if you're basically immortal you know you were gonna outlive her anyway right so right. okay i cost you you know maybe 30 years of your mm-hmm. of, of having a mother but you're gonna live for millions of years so you're really you it's yeah. like she died three days early yeah so it's okay. a sean being, connery telling christopher lambert it's like you're don't you're immortal fall, yeah don't fall in love yeah like, yeah, yeah that's kind of what i gathered that it was just Cause like because he, he kind of said the same thing about his friends he's like yeah but your friends it's gonna be like a blank and they're gone right what yeah made, millions you know? well that was the wrong thing to say to star yeah so star lord in retrospect it was ill-advised yes he snaps out of it immediately and just starts firing both of his guns and like yeah. you know he dissol- dissolves egos kurt russell form mm-hmm. and uh kurt russell's a great scene where kurt russell's like i tried to do everything to make you like love i don't know what i don't what he's but he turns into david Hass- david hasselhoff and david <laughs> hasselhoff does a little bit of a monologue and i was like all right i'm, I'm cool with that like yeah. I, I like david hasselhoff fun. he's fun uh, and then he's like, if you're not going to join me willingly, I'm just going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. And he uses. So I like as he was regenerating, though, again, visually. That's you a know? good. There's uh, two times where that looks fantastic because yeah, I mean, he's like rebuilding his body with the muscles right. and the skeletons walking around and everything. Right. And so I just thought visually, again, this movie was mm-hmm. looked very good. I mean, this was a great look movie. The CG was oh, very. Yeah. They, they put a little put a little money in it. Little, yeah. Just, just they opened smidge. up the bank. Yeah. yeah the Disney bank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. They let James Gunn basically do the Scrooge McDuck dive into the yes, uh, that's exactly yeah. the money, the money <laughs> pool. So he, uh, so what you should know about Ego is his name in the comics. Now, I know very little about Ego other than what he looks like. Uh, he's the Living Planet. So he's the Living just, Planet. But I, and I had same thing. Yeah, I, I know. Like, very, did you read up on him at all? No, not at all. I had read that he he's been you know sort of ambiguous. Yes, he he's kind of like the Watcher. If you will, who is another certain character that yeah. we see? What a great, yeah. brilliant yeah. move on James Gunn's part. Yeah, um, which well, there's a scene where uh, Rocket and Yondu kind of fly, like port in, and they see what Ego actually looks like in the comic books. Mm-hmm. So like, it's the face on yeah. the planet. Yeah, they totally show, show what Ego looks like, and I was like, well done. It's yeah, cool. like that, that is awesome. His, that is great. Yeah. Uh, I think he was in like Mogo, who was a Green Lantern character, is kind of like the answer yes. to that. Yeah, who's Mogo is the uh, is a giant planet that gets a Green Lantern ring. 
Yeah. And that's what it is. Like, yeah. there's nothing else. He's a Green Lantern, but he's a living planet. Uh, so he kind of starts using the planet to his advantage where he's like, he shoots Peter with like these energy beams and starts the process of hatching like all of these, the flower that we see in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. He starts hatching that flower and it starts taking over this entire town. Did you catch who was in that car that was flipped upwards? No, it's it's Peter Quill's grandpa from the first movie. Yeah. So when that when the oh. when that thing stops when they stop it for the first time and that like Ford Focus yeah, or whatever was, is tipped was, upwards, yeah. that's was Peter Quill's. Oh, it was the same actor. Oh, that yeah. was that guy. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. old couple was James Gunn's parents. Yes. Yeah. yeah which was great. Like I, yeah. they showed them, I was like, that has to be somebody. Yeah. And I looked. Yeah, at that's it, yeah. his parents. Yeah. They they took over the DQ. They did. I was like, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so their credit is like old man and his mistress. Yeah. Is that what it is? Really creepy funny. old man or yeah, really old man. <laughs> yeah. Creepy old man and his mistress. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the guardians, the guardians are here. Like Drax kicks the door open and then they're, the fight is on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they rescue Peter. And I do like the line where Gamora, like he's beat up pretty good. And Gamora's like, see, I told you. And he was like, really? Now is the time yeah, for the I told you speech. Like, that's great. That's exactly what I need right now. But this whole point, though, I mean, like, at this point, Ego is so in control. Like, he's just messing. Like, they're delaying the inevitable. And yeah. he's he's telling yeah. him, he's like, it's an why thing. are you fighting? Like, right. there's you keep doing this, but I'm in control. And then he eventually unlocks the power of the plant. Like, he's right. yeah, he realized what he can with do. With the trees. And yeah. the whole time, they never stood a chance. But he was just kind of uh, entertaining But they forgot them. one thing. They did forget one thing. They forgot Mantis. Yeah. yeah. Which was the great. First, which is the reason why first Marvel character rendered entirely in Snapchat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is it like when they announced Mantis, I was like, man, you are mining that comic series for yeah. everything yeah. that is worth. There is a scene. So they go to Xandar briefly. So Rich Rider, Nova, is one of my top five favorite characters of all time. Uh, and there's a single because all the Nova Corps are dead, right? right? They die in the first one. There's a single Nova ship on Xandar, and I was like, just do it. Just tell me that's who that is, and I will. you will win me over for the yeah. rest of my life. And they don't tell you who it is. They just, this is the one solitary ship. I was like, damn it. I spent some money on that first issue, and uh, I don't know if it's worth anything anymore. <laughs> um, it, it probably, I think they may still do it. I think you, they have to. Like, he's a, he becomes a guardian at one yeah, point, yeah, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, there's the big fight ensues. They get to Yondu's like secondary ship, and they realize like we can't leave. Like we have to fight this thing. So Rocket has some batteries left over, so he makes the bomb. Uh, they go down. They realize that the center of this planet is where they need to get to. And that will take if they can get there. When, when he was monologuing, he told us his whole story Bond, that he, he was Bonded. a floating space brain, and yeah. then he made a core, and then you know a sub core and, and then he made you know. the planet so they have to get down there and they have to take out this brain you know take mm-hmm. out the br- destroy the brain yeah and the you only know. one small enough is baby Groot of course and I do like the line where he's like Rocket's like I can't get down there and he's there's nobody small enough he's like well there is somebody small enough he's mm-hmm. like this plan and we've all, seen we're we, all gonna die <laughs> and we when we've seen baby Groot's uh, comprehension skills yeah. from the well, Yondu this is also this is the teaser like this is yeah. that yeah. that scene is the teaser and it, it plays just as well it plays better because uh, I really like how 
um, they extended the joke. Yes. They did. Because at first I was like, oh, he gave away the, the joke. Right. And, like, and then, but they extended the joke where he goes around trying to find Looking tape. Looking for tape. And I love <laughs> how it was, I love the sound. Yeah. How, yes. like, they really yeah. used the surround sound. Like, you can, it feel, was great. you can hear him going behind you and around. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just, it really added to the joke. Yeah. I I, and, and he literally, like, is flying around asking for tape. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I love <laughs> jokes that are extended <laughs> like that. And then he asks him, did you ask Mantis? Yeah. No, did you ask Nebula? Or, or did you ask Nebula? <laughs> and, and he's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, did you ask Nebula? He's like, well, she was sitting next to Yondu. He's like, so you didn't ask her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a sucker for that kind of humor that's just like dragged out like that, but so well written. You yeah. know, I love I do like where he's going he, and going and going. He used to ask Drax and he's like, yeah, scotch tape. Well, then why would you even say? Why would you? <laughs> you don't have any. Why would you even yeah, say? Scotch tape would work. There was a, there was a scene that I, I thought of you immediately where uh, it's earlier in the movie where uh, Star Lord is sitting in the ship mm-hmm. and it, he's sitting by himself with the earphones in and it's like he's in like a little corner and like the ship is all around him and I was like it looks like a Wes Anderson shot like that was yeah. such an artsy little weird thing mm-hmm. to put in that movie and I was like damn bro yeah damn, <laughs> yeah I mean they this is a good looking movie yeah absolutely so the the fight is in the fight is on mm-hmm. so they're in the they're in the the base of this thing and they send rocket of course is like all right you do this this and this what do you do this one no <laughs> so, you know, get the whole thing. don't push the button don't push the button watch so, the trailer you've yeah seen you've seen the trailer so you know Groot is off trying to figure out where he's gonna go meanwhile ego's got them all dead to rights yeah and you think that they're, they're they're sort of they have a fighting chance because mantis can put ego to sleep mm-hmm. and she does that so like they've got time but then they realize like she gets hit by like something <laughs> and Drax <laughs> after she gets hit he's like mantis look out oh right. <laughs> <laughs> she's just knocked out it's okay so now they are screwed. Yeah. Like you've got Nebula and uh, Gamora are trying to do their thing. You've got everybody kind of split off, um, and they're not going to make it. Like this is this is the Empire ending, yeah. where everybody's dead. Like nobody's gonna nobody can make it out of the universe is screwed. And then I'm trying to think. Yondu was being covered with rock, and he, there's a line earlier in the movie where he's just like, "I don't use my head to f- throw the arrow," mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he says, "You know, I don't you I use my heart." And then Star Lord kind of steps up, and I what's what is this song? Is that the chain? It's, is that when they I think they the were chain? using the chain? Yeah, is that I what it was? They, yeah. they like, used it twice. They did. Yeah. So this is the okay. Then yeah. yeah, and this is the like it's one of those songs where I would have never thought to put it in an action in an action right. sequence, yeah. and it works. It's good, perfectly. Yeah. Like he, Peter stands up, he fights off Ego, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, Who all, broke his his uh, Walkman? By the way, we, yeah, uh, that's a, very important. What a, oh. what a dick move. during Brandy. Yeah, during One thing Brandy. to kill his mother, but don't break the yeah. Walkman. Yeah, <laughs> and, and not only broke the Walkman, but the mixtape was inside it. It was inside mixtape yeah. volume two was Just inside. A jerk, Joe. What a jerk move. So how they play the music the rest of the movie? Mm. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> they talk about it. Yeah. Uh, cloned it. Yeah, the fight ensues. They. I mean, how are we listening to the oh, soundtrack oh, during oh, the movie? Oh. They broke it. There was only one <laughs> in his head. Yeah, it's in his head. Yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> Nebula and Gamora get out. Drax and uh, Mantis get on the ship. Rocket grabs Groot. Gets the the bomb and get and does it right. Which almost he almost <coughs> doesn't. Which I did like that yeah. scene where he goes yeah. to push it and he's like, oh no, wait, and then goes the other way. <laughs> and they all get out. And then uh, this is the scene where they get to the ship and. Uh, Gamora's like, where's Quill? And Rocket's just like, uh, he's not going to make it. Like, yeah. We can't. We, we have to get out of here. And so I like the scene a lot where Neb- Gamora is leaving. Like, obviously, again, she loves him or mm-hmm. she's into him, but she and she won't leave without him. Where 
rocket has to shoot her. Yeah. yeah. And He'd rather lose one, one friend, friend than two. two. And then another scene. That was in B- record in stereo. It <laughs> was. Well, <laughs> well done. Uh, where Batista is up at the, the bridge of the ship and he's screaming yeah. into the thing. And, you know, so before Rocket left, he gave Yondu, he's like, I, I got nothing. And he was like, I've got a, a space suit, a space suit and, and a, a jump pack yeah. and like the, the rocket pack, which again, I didn't talk about the sensitive nipples, but yeah, <laughs> that was great. Uh, so he defeats ego. Like we have ego has been defeated. The bomb has gone off. Another great little special effect where like ego's face kind of like caves in into yeah. like sand. Yeah. It was awesome looking. Uh, so he quill or Yondu grabs quill and yeah, Quill's about to die basically on this yeah, planet, but he's not going to make it out. Like, there's yeah. no way for him to get out. So Yandu grabs him. Uh, they're shooting up into space, and then at the last possible second, he hits Quill with a spacesuit. Obviously, Yandu can't survive in space. We get a really like Chris Pratt kills it in this scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you don't see Star Lord have a lot of emotional beats, right? But the way he's yelling at at Rooker and, and Michael Rooker kills it, absolutely yeah. he does. Yeah, it is the, those two dudes. It's those two dudes on a green screen, and it's just them, and they mm-hmm. they destroy that scene. Oh together. my gosh! You know who thought going in this movie would be this emotional? Yeah. No, there's uh, like three or four different beats where it's like, geez, yeah, I agree completely. And this is the biggest one. Though. Absolutely. I mean, this is so, just yeah. huge. So Yandu, and what does he say? Like, he, you basically like, I'm sorry that your biological father died, but like. I, I was your dad. Like, yeah, I raised yeah. you. I, like that's mm-hmm. why I never like let you leave. Once he figured, right. once he yeah. fi- so Yandu was tasked with finding these kids. Right, and once he, he realized, kept, he kept bringing these his offspring to the planet. That's right. why he was trading in children. And when he got to to Pete, Pete he kept them. He realized he what was happening. He, yeah, and he stopped. And he stopped. Yeah, he didn't and he, know. And basically, he's like, I didn't turn you over because I realized what was up, and I decided that I would raise you rather than right. And he says, he's yeah. like, he may have been your father, but he ain't your daddy. Right. Right. And Such then, a great. Delivery. That's a good line. Really, like, that's a really yeah. good line. It really was good. So Yandu doesn't make it. Pete makes it to the ship. Uh, we get a really nice uh, funeral, funeral sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and of they're <laughs> they're able to inject some levity mm-hmm. from Star Lord's perspective and Drax's perspective in that scene, but still keep it. Yeah. Uh, keep the integrity of that scene. I yeah. like the burial they gave him with all the like troll doll and all this yeah, stuff. Like, yeah, they all put great. a little part. Yeah, on gave him his, a, yeah. So a, that the one that he puts a, down is the one that he takes from the eyebrow guy from the yeah, first yeah. one. Which gave I him a, a, a Ravager Viking a Ravager funeral. Viking yeah. funeral. And this is another emotional part, which man, I didn't this see coming that, at all. Yeah, where all the Ravengers show up, and they, I forgot about that. He'll never get the colors. Yeah, right. he'll never get this. So he gets the official oh Ravager. And this is where we see Stallone. Ving Rhames, Michelle Yeoh, Michelle Yeoh, and somebody else. Yeah, clear guy. C- yeah, whatever. Like whoever, like that. Yeah, uh, special effects. Yeah, it wasn't an Diamond, actor playing. Diamond Dave. Alan, it was yeah. his name's Diamond Dave. <laughs> Alan Tudyk is probably yeah. Yeah, yeah it's probably <laughs> is him because he is <laughs> never. Yeah. Uh, but man, when they give him the salute, yeah. and Stallone does that, that was another okay. emotional part uh-huh. where I'm just like, holy cow, what are you doing? So this, this is where this, you, you know? get the 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 line from Gamora. Where she's just like it's just some unspoken thing, and Peter and he does it. It's super subtle. Gives her a little like nod and a wink, and like wraps her armor. Like yeah, that's yeah. the thing. So I will say, Rich Rider and Gamora are a couple. I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> like, don't mess with it too much. Uh, so, but that's and that's kind of how we wrap it up. We now there are five yeah <laughs> post credit sequences, and only one of them leads into something. So like the first one is uh, Sean Gunn gets the. Oh, I guess we should say for our dear, dear listener. Yes. Timmy. Oh, this is yes. uh, 
Peace to resistance. Yeah. Uh, Sean Gunn walks over to Star-Lord, and he was just like, look, this is what they're listening to music now on Earth with. We found it <laughs> in some junker shop. Yeah. It's it's, a it's z- got, it can hold 300 yeah. songs. And he's 300? just like, 300? Yeah. And he hands him a Zune. Yeah. And I, the theater, I about lost it. Did anyone else? I mean, you guys had yes. to. Yeah. Timmy oh, Two yeah. Zunes was the first thing I thought right. of. Yeah. Oh, I just thought, how perfect. I mean, to have a big movie like this play into a running gag on yeah, the show. Yeah, it was great. I mean, when he hands him to that, I you know, and I was sitting, I was sitting next to Jason Weiss and Devin, his friend, who turned him out of the podcast. But so other, you know, two listeners of the show. Yeah. And we just looked at each other like, oh, my gosh, you're yeah. kidding. Me. Yeah. Even, it was my, a, even my wife was like, oh, you your listeners are going to love that. Yeah, that yeah. was great. That yeah. was a great move. Uh, so the second. So now we know James Gunn is a listener of the show. That has to be. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah, that, yeah, that was for us. That was a real. Thanks, yeah. James. It'd be better if it was playing real spoilers is yeah. what it could have been. Uh, so the first one is uh, Pete gives. Yeah, it's it's Sean Gunn trying to Craglin get the, is the character. Craglin, yeah. sorry, yeah, is trying to get the the arrow to work since Pete gave him right. Yondu's arrow and he stabs like Drax. Drax, Drax. Oh, yeah. God, I'm like, <laughs> did he stab him in the chest? I'm like, probably one of his sensitive nipples. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. trying to whistle. Yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> he messes it up. It's really the, funny, uh, but he walks away. Right. Yeah, like, the second one is. Uh, this is the this is the one that will Thor's probably, hammer, right? Kind of. This will. This is the one that I think is going to lead into Infinity War, where since the the sovereign, the characters that mm. have have lost every single time, uh, the main who I feel like I know that actress from something, yeah, I but know. I don't know where she from. was really good. In she the was role. great. Just yeah. she was super stoic. weird, yeah. like, but which she, in a good way, like it yeah, should have been weird. She, like she should have been Kate Blanchett. Like she was playing a Kate well, Blanchett role. They got Kate Blanchett yeah, for something, something else. else. I know. I'm yeah. just saying, like she was in that level of like she's very elegant. Galandriel yes. of Lord of the Rings. Like that's why I'm saying yeah. Kate Blanchett. Cause she was that kind of character. Very stoic. Very well. I can't believe they put Hela in that actual costume for Thor: The Dark World. Or for Thor Ragnarok. I am shocked that that made it to the screen. I love it. (laughs) I'm in. I'm just surprised. So, uh, yeah, so she kind of says, I've made the perfect genetic thing, blah, blah. And they go to this big, like, tomb. And she's like, I'll call him Adam. And I was like, wait a minute. We saw Adam. This is the scene where I was like, but then who was in the cocoon? But if he's able to be reborn, it's possible that the you know who knows, yeah. so that's Adam, Adam that's, Warlock yeah. will be a major player somehow in Infinity War, and well because he has the last Infinity Stone, correct? So that's the thing, and so the theory going around, I, was well, that, as of right I, in the books, he has a lot. I don't know if they're gonna what they're gonna do with the movies, but but the theory going around has been the the Thanos theory mm-hmm. that every letter corresponds to who has the Infinity Stone. He's missing one, and so there's one left. And A W uh, or, or his initials, Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock was originally known as him. Oh, so that's, that's the H. That's in the H. Yeah. So okay. that's the only one we were missing. So that theory, the Thanos theory, was interesting. Was correct. Yeah. That, that actress is six three. Is she really? Yeah, I thought I was like, she's really. I just thought it was makeup. She's tall. some kind of supermodel, yeah. you know, like yeah. she's tall. And, so then yeah. the third one is Teenage Groot, which right. was fantastic. Yeah, where like all sullen. Yeah, yeah, you know, Quill walks in the his room and it's all. You know, it's it's not covered in trash. It's covered in like leaves and right. you know bark root. Uh, where he gets like he's being a teenager and he was like, I am Groot. He's like, I am not boring. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like how he can understand. Yeah. Him now. Now, yeah. now everybody can understand what he says. And this even more importantly was to show that baby Groot was a one and done. Yeah. One so and done. Was cute, not going to keep worked, doing it. But he can't so now do I don't know if we're going to get teenage, teenage Groot, Groot or, adult, no, 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 or, no, no, or no. adult Groot. Because they're going to speed up. He has to be full size for Infinity War. I would hope so. You know what I mean? To yeah. be able to make yeah. a difference. So this was them showing like they're going to speed along and it will be 2018 or whatever. You know, like it will catch up. So and that then was good. the last 
post credit sequences, we get the confirmation. That was only three. Right? So there's the Stan Arrow, Lee. Arrow, Stanley's Warlock, the right? Young Groot, Stanley as the Watcher. So this is yeah. which was a like that was a theory for a long time. Is like because Stanley keeps showing up in all of these Marvel movies, he is the Watcher, and they confirm it. Yeah. It's not like the, he is the Watcher. Staker, stock stalker. That Where was the uh, the second post credit sequence. Stallone. Oh, oh, yeah. right, right, right. Where Stallone kind of puts the 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 Ravengers back together. There the original Guardians is yeah. back together. Yeah. I don't know what that. I have to. That's going to play in a volume three. I have to believe that's not. Or yeah. was a they nice shot it, it, it was yeah. even. I, I love that they actually shot it like a team shot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was like. Yeah. Well, clearly this is a team. It is a and team. it's like, it's Ving Rhames and Michelle Yeoh. So even if those are just like a one and done thing, the fact that, that they shot them and brought them in, like they could have just gone with some no-name people. Which right. makes me but think they it's, it's going like, to be a thing. Like legit people. So it's like, like who if they want to make it a thing, nobody's going to complain. Correct. And they say, who would have thought that it was Yondu that Yondu would bring us back, it, together. Put us back together? Right. Yeah. The and original that's, team. That's it. The Guardians of the Galaxy will return but, from 75. So, but he's... And then Stan Lee. And then, well, yeah, yeah, so the Stan Lee thing, though, like, people are wondering, are those cameos just random, or nope. is it the same person and all of them? And isn't he telling the story? I was telling the story. Like, I, was I, was a UP, a fed, I was a FedEx guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right, right. So that confirms it yeah, right he was, he was. And if anybody knows anything about the Watchers, like, they always show up so when something... So what are they going to do when Stan Lee dies? I know they filmed a bunch... Supposedly they brought him in and filmed like what four or five yeah. cameos. Yeah, so they'd have him in the can. But like, you could just turn him into a watcher. Yeah. You can get rid of the. You can get rid of the. Stanley. I mean, I think they'll have to whatever movie post movie will somewhere, be. I bet do they film where Jim Shooter is maniacally <laughs> rubbing his <laughs> yeah. hands together. Yes, never gonna happen. I know. Based on yeah. <laughs> you know, he wants. If you to read the, the Marvel comics, the oh, untold story, yeah. Jim Shooter of all the 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 uh, sort of vitriol that's thrown back and forth between everybody. Collectively, it all goes to him. Yeah. yeah, right, right. I would guess that of those five, one is a final scene, and we'll have to see if we get five or we'll get that'd two in a yeah. final one or three. I one of them, I'm sure, is an explanation. They've yeah, got to be. Yeah, hopefully, wrap although, it up. Somehow. Although that's kind of me. Like, hey, we're gonna have you film this last well, one because you're 94. Yeah, right. Yeah. I bet he gets it though. I mean, he does. He's a storyteller, or he is gonna and, has to retire at some and point. He can't do it, and he's know? going to want to go out on a good note. Exactly. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. So. I'm interested to see where he shows up in Spider Man. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. So, Dan, do you have a video recovery? I do, yeah. So, I was trying to think of a movie that's sort of uh, reminiscent of, of uh, the, the comedy and, uh, you know, the more of a space adventure. And I, for some reason, I don't know why. I thought of the 1984 movie, The Ice Pirates. Uh, I remember Ice Pirates. I with uh, Robert Urich and, and, and Bing Crosby's daughter. Was it Mary Crosby? I, she shot JR. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, uh, and a very young Ron Perlman. Really? Oh yeah, he he's still, almost under, he still super he looks like weird a baby. Looking. Well, he just looks like a baby. You know? <laughs> he's super. And baby it, it is a. Uh, it's set in the. Um, it, it, it's set in the far, far distant future where um, water has uh, run out. So these, uh, you know, the water is the only resource that matters anymore. And the, this pi- these pirates uh, go around and try to uh, steal giant blocks of ice from uh, freighters. Um, there's not a lot of story here. In fact, it's, it's, it's so funny because it's like, this came out in 84 and the effects are so, so bad that you would have thought it come out pre star Wars. Oh, right on. <laughs> you know, so this sort of came out in the fallow period after return of the Jedi 
and then there was like a, no a whole lot of operas. yeah the funny thing um, is looking at the poster though it looks like it belongs in this genre like it looks totally, like guardians of the galaxy oh i mean it's totally like thematically yeah. this is like very similar except for just terrible right <laughs> you know it's not good but this is like in 1984 this was the guardians of the galaxy yeah. kind of movie that I, just it just didn't do well james it's, gunn like must have seen this movie at some point it's I feel thematically like, no along yeah. that yeah. line yeah. yeah and it's and it's it feels like it's in its uh, core it's it's what this is i mean these are pirates in space <laughs> you know yeah. and there's a um, woman pirate and so it proves our theory yeah and it's funny because because the because what they did was basically the the spaceships are just like um, industrial offices. Like literally, they shot this at, at, at factories. And there's one scene where a bad guy's running up to a second tier, and he's literally just running on. He's climbing up a ladder, like a forty foot ladder extended, like a ladder, <laughs> like a an aluminum ladder, like and it's kind of wobbly, like a Home Depot. Ladder. I'm like, they didn't even try to make that look like a set. They literally have a guy running up a ladder. Um, and then the pirate part is that they've got a bunch of people running around in um, just wardrobe from a, a sword and sorcery epic. So there's That's knights <laughs> and pirates. Like there's no attempt to you know make these you know to mesh these together. I mean it's like well we got these sets here you know and then we've got uh, well like I, I've got a warehouse full of pirate and and pirate stuff for the the good guys and knights uh, armor for the bad guys and it's just a. That's it's funny. a mishmash of things that doesn't quite work, but it is, uh, I mean, it, it is a definitely, uh, a, I think, an influence, probably. Not as much as I think Flash Gordon sure. was yeah, that's a the one major I would, yeah, influence sure. on, on James Gunn. He's admitted it, yeah. uh, especially visually. Uh, the, There's a lot. The I Sovereigns think, are, oh, that's, that's right totally being the Merciless's yeah. palace. Uh, but uh, if, if you want to see something that does give you a laugh and, and of the time, uh, see uh, 84's Ice Pirates. Cool. Well, thank you, Dan. <laughs> Thanks. So I guess that's it for this episode. Let's go around the table and everybody can say where to find them. Uh, yeah, this is Dan. You can find me on Twitter at DanGrady67, G-R-A-N-E-Y. This is Joe. You can also follow me on the Twitter at JoeyButts, B-U-T-T-S, 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett and at ReviewSTL.com. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Don't forget, if you would like to continue the conversation online, you can find us at Facebook.com slash RealSpoilers or on Twitter at RealSpoilers or you can join the League of Show Sharers Facebook group, which is called League of Show Shares. It's very pretty well creative. done. Yeah, and, you know why make it hard? Uh, also, don't forget you can uh, go to our website, uh, realspoilers.com. Go to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, it helps us tremendously, and we greatly appreciate it. Also, uh, new feature: you can now review us on Facebook as well. So, if, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah so if uh, if you've already reviewed us on iTunes and you're just longing for a second opportunity, <laughs> you can re. Grab the glory days of when you left your iTunes review, and if you leave it, we'll if it, if it's there's something there, we'll read it as well. You Wait, can we'll re-review us. Yeah, yeah. how have we held up? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe your opinion has changed. So uh, it would make sense if it had. Mm-hmm. I, I, Mine I'll has. Let you decide if that's good or bad. So uh, so anyway, so that's it for this week. I guess next week is what King Arthur. King Arthur. Yeah. yeah so uh, that's what that will be the movie day whatever uh, week means in French. Jour. Well, that's day. That's of the day. That's true. Yeah. So. Movie day, of the week. D- day, day seven. Jours. <laughs> no, God. No. But we record on one day, so we I, usually just go with movie But it's to movie shore. of the week, mm. so it's like we do one a week. Okay. Figure it out, Kevin. Yeah, so anyway, that's what we're doing. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Until next time, uh, Max has two toes amputated. There's a road I'd like to take you about. Lives in my hometown. Make sure driving road is calling it'll take you up
along the way Help you right on by In the blue light shining with the heavenly grace Help you right on by Spoilers getting into town Just slipping on by With real spoilers Riding that trouble bound 